Stop shooting on yourself and let's live messy. I'm Sarah from Live Limitless Coaching. And I'm Megan from The Messy Mingling. And this is the the Live Messy Messy Podcast. Well, we're just going to start and see where we go. I know, I did it to her again. You're booting my mouth. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry if you're hearing, um... I don't know. Clinking noises? I'm trying to set my phone down. And I had to blow my nose. You know, it's all good. We are kind of, it's blah outside. I think we're blah. It's winter blues. Um, We are wrapping up our health conversation. I guess you could say it was health. For now, we're taking, we're pausing the button. Did you know March is like something health awareness month or something like that? Of course it is. So that's why we're going to swing back around in March. Yes. And check in on you, say your goals are doing and see how your 2020 is shaping up three months in. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it, but we wanted to wrap up today talking about your specific unique design, how God designed you, learning yourself and some intuition and clues that you know are there. You know, you're, you know, there are certain things about you that is unique to you that, um, are positive and negative. Yeah, and that impact your health. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So Megan had a good point. She was like, I don't know. If, I don't, I don't, what's another word for gifting? If, if it's something that's not, that's... Keep talking. Not great. Like being a worry person isn't great. Like that's right. hard. Oh, what I was saying about yeah. that. And then, but yet it drives you to the Lord. And I think sometimes when we see things that we don't like about ourselves, we forget that it's not about perfection. It's about pursuit. Mm. And trying to, and that's how, that's part of God's design. Yeah. He made I think, us perfect what yeah. we need him for. Yeah. I think that's a good point. It's not about perfection. It's about pursuit. Um, in the Bible, Paul talks about, he begs God to take this quote unquote thorn out of his side. So there's something that's bothering him. That's nagging at him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, take it away. This is annoying. <laughs> right. We can all relate. Yes. Um, for when I look at that and when I look at that thing, I just had a conversation with a friend recently about this. Like, I don't want to feel this anymore. I just want to be done. Can I be healed of it? Like in Jesus name, I want to be healed. Can we move on from this season? Yes. I'm done with this season. Yes. Can we move on from this? And I've I've learned. Yes. And for me, um, I always come back to Paul talking about that. And for him, it propelled him to the Lord. It reminded him that he had this this need for something greater than himself to come in and kind of um, be the strength in whatever that situation was. So for me, it's anxiety. And it's funny because I can look back. This is, this is where, you know, how God designed you, learning yourself. I can look back at so many things and it all kind of has that same theme streamed through it. Have you ever noticed that? Like Mm -hmm. when my husband and I were first married, I would pray for patience and he came to me. He's like, you need to stop praying for patience because it's now negatively affecting me. Because when you pray for something like patience, what Mm -hmm. happens? You get put in situations Mm -hmm. where you have to be patient. Okay. I'm like, I know you're less patient. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I know that like I'm an impatient per I can be an impatient person. I'm I have a worry worrier side. Those are the <coughs> negatives, right? That um that we would consider negatives. Well, that we don't but, necessarily like about ourselves. Yes. And that's and the things that we work on daily that we seek the Lord for to work on ourselves, what we pray about. Like yeah. I pray about I I get angry. Anger is my go to. Anger is my first thing before I will cry. Right. And so they always say anger's sad's ugly mask. Right. So and that's very true for me. So yeah. anger is very something I've had to work on throughout and it's gotten better over the years. Right. And 
And if you think about it, there's nothing worldly that will press you your entire life into the Lord other than something that's internal inside of you Mm -hmm. that you don't like. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, during daily life and seasons of your life, it, it come struggle comes in and out of it. Yeah. But if there's a constant thread of frustration, worry, anger, things like that, guess what? You constantly have to press into the Lord. You have to press back on it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you really do. And and I think that wraps around to, you know, we, Sarah and I were going back and forth in Marco Polo and I kind of went off the rails with what we were going to talk about next. (laughs) Like I was just, don't ever ask me a question on a Monday. That's not a good time to ask me a question. Okay. I'm like, do you remember our conversation? Because you're saying the exact same thing you said back in June. Monday is like the day where my mind goes, it's like a hamster wheel super fast and you're trying to like accomplish all the things that you didn't do over the weekend and get back like to... Let's get back. Let's get this crazy train back on the tracks and let's let's roll forward. But um, we had, quick, do you ever feel like you go too hard on a Monday and oh, the rest yeah. of the week's gonna be a shit show? For sure. I'm like, it's this is the For best sure. it's gonna get. It's gonna fall apart. Yeah, I hope you all I just went, enjoy today and I, the organization of today because it's never gonna look this good. No, no. it's I I peaked too early. <laughs> yeah. I peaked on a Monday. <laughs> totally. I've done Don't that ever before. peak on a Monday. Golly, maybe um, peak on a Wednesday. Right. <laughs> but we talked back and forth about. Um, like where to go next because we had something scheduled for February and then something in March that related to now. But anyways, it's just so now that we're starting to talk about this, it's so um, perfect. It's such perfect timing to have this conversation after talking about contentment mm-hmm. and our energy. And what did we talk about last week? We talked week? about physical, physical. health. Mm-hmm. I think you have to know yourself in order to figure out why you're not content. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's worry. Mm-hmm. You need to know yourself to figure out why is my energy level low or why am I riding high so much? Yeah. Um, you have to know yourself to figure out what works and doesn't work for me physically to have physical health. Um, you can't, I, I feel like you can't be successful in any of those things. Your fridge just scared me. It's, it's making ice. ice, but it was like this rumbly, like is someone breaking in? Does anybody have a machine that doesn't make enough ice? Oh, that is mine. We buy ice. I can't take it. Raise your hand if you buy ice. God, it's so annoying. <laughs> Only in the summer though, not necessarily right now. Or yes. if the kids are home. <clears throat> Maybe that's what it is. I yeah. mean, like I've cursed. I'm yes. like, why don't you buy me a $400 ice machine we can have in the Right. Thing? Well, and then it ice, ice makers always break. Have you noticed that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we can get on the sidetrack with that. But in order to have contentment, contentment right. energy, physical health, you have to take some time to get to know yourself. And we don't. We don't do that. I think some people avoid it like the flu. Like they're just like, I don't want to look at it. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, because then you find out you have Mm -hmm. anger problems or you have worry problems and you think that's the end of you and you don't realize that that is actually um, a superpower to me that that propels you into deeper into your faith because you have a need now and you've realized I have a need and I'm not, I don't have to live up to this standard of perfection. I wonder if they're, I don't wonder, I know people, one of the reasons they don't look internal about their gifting good and good and giftings that are good and bad because they have shame. Oh, like, for you know sure. how shameful yeah. it is to yeah. say I have an anger problem. Yeah. I mean, it's real specific in the Bible. Yeah. Gosh. Well, you, you know, it's, play around. you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I was having a conversation with a girlfriend of mine. My worry, you can look to your parents to see where it comes from. Cause mm-hmm. I do have anger too. I think I've come to the back end. And for me, it was, um, 
well, just a lot of childhood Oprah episode kind of stuff. But I did, when the boys were little, it, I was quick to anger rather than quick slow. quick to anger. There to, we go. Yeah, I was quick to anger. And so I know now, because I got to know myself, mm-hmm. and I said, ooh, that's not good. Um, I know that's something I have to be mindful of. I notice I find it inside of me. So even just this week, I got bad news from an insurance company, and I was talking to her on the phone, and she was real sassy on the phone and I asked a question and she's like did you interrupt me and I'm like oh right mm. that's when you want to karate oh. chop in the neck and that, you know what I did I will tell you a year ago there would have been some f-bombs yeah. and I would have gone off on totally her, and I wouldn't have cared yeah I wouldn't have cared I'm a Christian that wouldn't have cared right I just hung up the phone so that was progress. That was progress. Yeah. I, it was. I was in Costco. It was just gonna. It was gonna <laughs> escalate with the kid, and then you were saying the f mom, like with the kids. People look at you funny, and there's too many people there. It's a lot, but that is progress for me. But that you wouldn't have gotten there if you didn't give yourself time to get to know yourself and know that that is something that you had yes, to work on. It absolutely yeah. is. And I was jotting something down about knowing gifting and things, the ways that you. Why can't I say this right? What, negative gifting? Should we call it that? Or things that you view? Maybe we view it as negative, but I don't think God views it. I don't think it is by accident that I am wired to worry. I don't think it's by accident God's that like, you're wired. That's crazy train's going to bring you to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Total. I think there has to, if we were perfect creatures, there we would be nothing him. that propelled us to God yeah. and to a life of faith or to feeling like you need something beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like alcohol and drugs and negative things but you need something beyond yourself to help you get to a healthy place i was thinking about embracing discontentment just like we embrace Mm, the things that we see negatively about we talked a little bit about that i think and i i feel like they kind of go hand in hand if you know yourself and you know i lost my thought but i feel like it goes with the same thing like you have to embrace discontentment look inward why are we discontent what is happening and that will I say embrace your weaknesses because we all have them. We all have a weak spot in us that um, we can dwell on, that we can nurture in a really unhealthy way. Think about Mm -hmm. the unhealthy ways we nurture. Like for me, worry. I I heard something last week that said, you think what you think is what you become. Mm -hmm. And with everything that happens in our world, if we have a bad storm coming towards us or this whole thing with Kobe Bryant and all the, the tragedy of this helicopter crash, for me to think what I become, so I know my weakness is anxiety, and I know that if I expose myself to those things, it's going to increase that anxiety. Mm-hmm. If I get obsessive with watching the weather report or I get obsessive with watching the that? news report, I can fall into those. Yeah, okay. I can absolutely fall into because for some reason that gives me a sense of control. And so if I am the aware, knowledge. yeah, the knowledge gives me a feeling of control, even though what it's really doing is amplifying that anxiety because you're constantly thinking on it. So let's touch on your physical reaction to that anxiety and how I even noticed when we did our yoga, you said you were, you had anxiety and I'm like, oh, come on. And <clears throat> I noticed her physical change, like the way she held herself changed. It's like she seemed more tense. She seemed a little bit distracted and you're yeah. thinking about your anxiety. Yeah. And I think it goes back to letting, trying to, moving forward in these, what did we call them? Weaknesses. Weaknesses. And 
not letting them rob you of your days. We talked about that about yeah, anxiety yeah, and depression. Yeah. So how many moments are you robbed because of these weaknesses For that sure. you're avoiding or you have shame about and you're just... Or you're numbing or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, I think that you, there is a piece of you that you're. everyone's going to have their one weakness. And okay, you aren't sure. going to know what that is until you allow yourself to get to know you. Hmm. You know, let's talk about, I want to shift a little bit. Do you want to talk about the positive gifting? I do. I want to go into that because I really want to talk about, and we talked before, I'm like, have you ever taken a gifts test? And she's like, no. So she jumped online to take one and it was like 85 questions. Why so so many questions? Everybody needs to do an Enneagram test and everyone needs to do a gifting test because no matter how many you take or from what site you take them from, you're really going to fall into the same mm-hmm. personality type every time. And it's in, it's intriguing. It's it's like the five love languages. You get yeah. to know who you are. I think everybody needs to take that. One thing I want to say about when she asked me what my gifts were, it was funny what happened when I responded. And I didn't tell you this, but it was hard for me to say, well, these are my gifts. I'm really, you know, they're great. Like being <laughs> confident in it. Because there's something about when people ask you what you're good at there's some and I don't know if it's a woman thing or if it's a me thing but there's something about it being much easier to talk to you about my weaknesses Mm -hmm. than to be confident in talking about my strengths well I can come up with my weaknesses a lot faster than I come up with my strengths isn't that interesting I do think it might be a might be I don't want to genderize it but I know um I had even had a conversation with Clifton I'm like you know women's dialogue is different I said, when you're asking for something from somebody, it's, do you mind? Can I, if it's a question Mm. when it should be a statement. Yeah. And I said, and he, he, he didn't get it. He was like, I don't understand. You just need to say it. I'm like, okay, whatever. But I do think that it, for women, I wonder if that's a gender eyes. I wonder if we talked, we've talked a lot in this podcast to not say, I think all the time, Mm -hmm. like we qualify what we say. Mm -hmm. So I really do want to talk about getting to know yourself and finding your strengths and what you're good at and your gifts, because that is important. And that's, what's going to carry you. It'll drive your joy. If you are working in your gifting and you'll have fulfillment, you will have joy and your job won't feel like a job. Well, and then your contentment will be Mm -hmm. there. You'll be content. Even when life doesn't match, you'll be content or you'll know when to move on from something or when you'll be able to make your yeses very solid and mm-hmm. you'll be able to say no much easier yeah. when you know hey that is not a strength of mine she's much better at that so I'm going to say no yes um and I think that same is true with your weaknesses mm-hmm. you know um but we've, ta- we've talked about this together like in the podcast yeah I'm a very big picture person yeah and Megan is great with the tactical okay right. so what are the 20 steps we're gonna take to get there right and my husband says the exact same thing so yeah. but isn't it funny how and maybe we need to in order to best utilize the people that are in your circle and in your village you've got to know yourself Mm -hmm. because this relationship between you and I wouldn't work if I if you didn't know that you were the big picture gal and I was the details gal and we came together like if I tried to be the big picture gal it wouldn't work because then you've got two chefs in the kitchen and now and then we're arguing back yeah you're trying and I'm trying to be something I'm not Mm mm-hmm you know, um, it is very important. Very important. I did read on, I was looking into gifting and intuition Mm -hmm. and they said that the most people who are intimidated, (laughs) intuitive have some form of, um, of a bigger, some, some form of faith. There's something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that was really <laughs> Well, I personally think you can't. I have a cold. Be patient. I don't think. Well, I think it's just dark and dreary. And we're oh both. It's the end of January, the Crazy. seventh month of think. the year. Like, it's January, January, January on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you need to know who your designer is to know your design. Yeah. Right? You need to know who your creator is to know your creation. And that just amplifies your intuition and the clues of who you are. But I do think that all of us can look back on our life and see a common theme of who we are. Um, And like you said, a lot of people don't do that. And I really think it's a fear thing because what we think is that this weakness is going to stand out in a spotlight and take us down when in reality that weakness is strength because that way God is able to come into your life and and fill that (coughs) hole Mm-hmm. that you aren't capable of filling and how much better to have God fill that hole than you oh because it's a it's a it's a hole that only he can fill. yeah it's it, yeah there's no car thing person whatever yeah shape size that will fill that hole and yeah I was thinking while you were talking um Just you talk. Just do the <laughs> podcast. Oh, it's harder when we're not working in our gifting. For so sure. I feel like a lot of people, I deal with this with my son. <clears throat> Excuse me. He is wants to be the smartest person, wants to be the fastest person. He wants to be the best at something. And I keep pushing and leaning into him saying, what are you really good at? Yeah. What is the gifting that God has given you? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't match with what he wants. What he wants is ego-driven, and what um, God has given him isn't. He has a gifting for compassion and kindness and All the other. unseen things. Yes. Yeah. And he's getting messages from the world that those don't matter, and yeah. this is what matters. And I think... How many adults do that? How many adults do that? And then as you're talking, I'm thinking, especially in our area, how many of us are forcing our children a square peg into a round hole because there's some kind of uh, thing out there that's telling us that they have to be what the 1% of our population of kids is going to become do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like ooh, they're going to be a soccer star one percent of one percent is going to be the soccer yeah. star and maybe that's not even their strength it's funny grady um our middle kid his he just picked up baseball and he likes it it's mm-hmm. not like he's going to be a nba NBA. <laughs> i'm in the wrong sport <sighs> mlb player um, i wouldn't even know what mlb is <laughs> Major League Baseball. Oh, thank you. But thank you. it's just, he picked it up at four. It's always been his thing. He's never asked to play anything else. And so he played football in the fall. And I thought, oh, okay, this is, he asked to play and we let him. Um, and so we were driving to a practice, a baseball practice, because mm-hmm. now baseball season's ramping up. And I asked him, I said, oh, are you going to play ba- football in the fall? And he was like, no, I don't think so. I don't think that was my sport. And I was like, okay, you don't have to decide now. But how intuitive of that kid to see something that he tried. And he was like, no, not for me. And then we've got this other kid that, and I was okay with it. That's the thing is, and my husband was too, of course, is in Texas. Right. But in Texas, to say no to football is like saying no to God. You know what I mean? And so it could have no, been easy I don't, for me. Because you know why? We don't, we don't, watch, we don't watch football in our house. That's so fine. it's fine. But it could have been easy for me to force him into something that wasn't him, that wasn't his gifting, mm-hmm. because the culture is telling me that's what makes my kid important. And then people will ask me what my, my little guy does. My The baby, he's not, I guess he'll be a little guy his whole life because he's a baby. He doesn't play any Anything. sport. Yeah. 
and I like it. I like that we, we've learned by the third child that we give him space to discover who he is mm-hmm. and what his giftings are, and we're not forcing him into what the culture is telling him he has to do, that he gets to just discover who he is. Like, what freedom. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking a lot of parents have a hard time seeing their children for who they are and yeah. kind of taking that 10,000 foot view and having perspective to let them kind of figure things out yeah. um, instead of having your own image of what you think they should be doing yeah. and pressing that upon them. I had said something on an Insta story last week and I forget what merited me to say this, but I the quote I had said or that I had put out there was, I want my kids... I don't want my kids to become who I want them to be. I want them to become who their creator created them to be. Because Mm -hmm. for me, these middle years have been such an awakening of watching my kids become these humans Mm -hmm. that are, and they've got this stuff outside of me and their dad. They're not just like robots that we've created and manipulated almost like Play-Doh. They're becoming their own self. And it has been so, it's made these years so much more enjoyable. Well, I think it makes parenting more fun. I mean, totally. I, I... I grew up, my mom has self, she has said, she's like, I have struggled to accept my children for who they are. Yeah. And I think that robs you of so much joy when yeah. you can just watch them and be like, oh, what's going to happen? This is going to be good. Yeah. This yeah. is going to be good. And yeah. I even told Luke, and this is a little derail, but he was talking about something and I go, I can't teach you this. Yeah. I said, you're going to need to fail because failing is going to teach you a lot more than what I can teach you. Yeah. And I go, I go, Fail. Fail big. Right. And my husband's like, his confidence, Sarah. His confidence. But but letting them fail gives them an opportunity to to know their, have some intuition, find their clues, and Mm -hmm. learn themselves because they will learn what their weaknesses are. They will learn what their strengths are. And we can talk about these kids all day long, but what a mirror that is to us as grown ups. I was about to say, what a service we're doing for them as their adults, but how many adults are struggling in this? Oh, for sure. Because you think that you need to be like, look at men. They, and I know we've got this whole gender argument, but I think there's still this traditional idea of they're supposed to be the breadwinner and the CEO, and they're supposed to provide all these things. And, I, there's this identity crisis, right? And us as women, so you have the career and you, you get married and so you're a wife and you're a career person. Then you have kids and that rocks your world. And all of a sudden yeah. you have a new identity. Yes. And then the kids go to school and you're like, well, now what? It's this constant reinvention of yourself. And, and then they move out of your house and you're like, uh. And you've never done any of this investing in you and learning yourself you don't know you where get to get lost. You're lost. You don't know where to land. If your foundation, you don't and know you're your discontent. You yes. become discontent. Your energy sucks. You can't deal with your physical health because you're just mad. Yeah, you're just mad the whole time. Yeah, <sighs> that's a lot. That was a lot. I wonder how many people don't self reflect and don't see their. I want to add a positive note. That's what I wanted to end on. Positive giftings. I think let's, let's, let's take a hot second though and talk about what you talked about because it made me think of something. A lot of times I don't necessarily think that they're ignoring it because they're scared. I think we're too busy. I think we're too busy. And I think, um, I wrote something down. I think a lot of people are afraid to try new things and discover who they are. Mm -hmm. You figure out who you are by trying new things and realizing you don't like it. That's the only way you figure out who you are. And I think there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of like mind chatter that keeps people from doing new things and figuring out who they are, honestly. Yeah, I agree. And I think we're distracted. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about the positive. Cause, yes. Because I was thinking, you know, um, I went to a coffee shop a couple weeks ago and I finished work. And then I went into a store and the lady 
we got on, we got in a conversation. Mm-hmm. I forget what she was asking me, but I was telling her I was at the coffee shop and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, and I was, I was doing some work at the coffee shop and she goes, Oh, well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And it was really hard for me to be like, I hope you told her a writer. I did. <laughs> High five. Right. And let me just tell you, that was the first time that I not, I've said it before, but that was the first time that I confidently said, yeah. I'm, I'm a, a writer. writer. And so when I talk about learning yourself and finding your strengths and walking boldly in them, when we don't and we minimize them, we're minimizing God. Yep. We're minimizing what he created us to do. And yeah. we're doubting him. That's... And we're doubting him because we're allowing the voices in our head to convince us otherwise. And we're putting on other people opinions that they have of us that might not necessarily be true. Oh my gosh. People have such different opinions of who you really are yeah. versus what you think they, you think they are. Right. Some people think I'm super nice, um, but I don't know. <laughs> She's I a little think... delayed in that. But what's funny is you tell Because I about, think you are nice. I am nice. I have a very kind heart. Um, you But do. I also am very to the point. When last year starting this like life coaching and stuff like that, I struggled to say what I did. Yeah. I even struggled to say I was a personal trainer. I struggled to say it like it didn't, like it didn't mean enough or I wasn't qualified enough. All the little things in my mind and something shifted over the past like few months and it's just kind of like, F it. This yeah. is what I do. This yes. is how people perceive me yes. and this is what I'm good at. I'm, yeah. I have a gift for connecting with people. I have a gift for uh, motivating people. Yeah. So, so why not walk boldly yes. in that? And if other why do people, I want to dim that? because we're, we don't want to make other people feel bad. And if other people feel bad, that's on them. That's not your responsibility. Now, yep. if you're being a jerk and you're doing it to minimize someone else, that is completely different. You never step on someone to make yourself bigger. No, to, to but if you're yourself. walking boldly and what you feel like you are called to do mm-hmm. and you are gifted to do, I mean, like I said, take a million, take five different gift testings. Take a spiritual one, take a regular one, take all different. I'm gonna have to. And you're gonna see a common thread of who you are. Why not walk boldly in that? My husband doesn't like, he doesn't say with a question mark that I'm this guy Mm -hmm. in his business. Like he doesn't ever. I actually mis, well, I didn't misinterpret what he was, but I said what he was. And he's like, well, that's not what I am. Like he, like, you know what I mean? And I don't know if I would have been so quick and so apt to correct someone. Mm hmm. When I say, you know, what he does, like why we want to dim ourselves to make yes. other people comfortable. Don't dim your gifting. For no. Other people. And what I think is if you step boldly into who you are and what you are doing, that's going to make me step boldly into who I like. If she can do it, I can do it. Yep. I love that. And I, I'm going to take all of those tests. You should. I should. I'm excited to see what you're, I took the Enneagram test and it was like your competitive person. And I'm like, I feel like that was a little too strong. <laughs> no, it's not. I because being competitive is not a bad thing. I know, but for it's a, not a woman to be competitive, it's not. I don't think it's, it has positive connotation. It has whatever you make it. Okay, we're going to talk about this story real quick, and we'll wrap it up. With okay, this, or we don't have to. But so Sarah and I were marcoing back and forth, and I had gotten an email from someone, and they said they made a comment about a certain group of kids. They're all becoming oh, mm-hmm. sixth graders. My fifth graders, it, my, I have a fifth grader. And so now we're entering the spring and they're all getting a little puffed chest because they're the oldest of the school and all that kind of stuff. And so the comment was negative attitude equals they're all becoming sixth graders. Mm-hmm. And so I made the comment of, what did I say? What you think about others is what you make them to be, even if it's not true. Absolutely. 
And that's not fair to other people. Like how often have you listened to someone's story, you had a certain judgment in your head, and then mm-hmm. you listen to their story, and you're like, oh. I had that all wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you say that women, being a competitive woman is a bad thing, that's what others have said. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily what you're going to step into, because being competitive can be really great. Yeah. And you can do it in a very healthy way. Without pushing people down. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Because being competitive, for me, I'm very competitive with myself. So for me to be competitive pushes me. Well, I mean, there's a positive and a negative, but it pushes me to to do better and be better. I will tell you, I've noticed that as an adult. It's been a long time since I've felt competitive with somebody. And recently I have. And it... I turn my focus from that person to myself. I'm like, well, I'm going to do the best job that I can do. I'm going to be the best at this that I can be. And I think it's more of a mature competitiveness than it was like when you were. But that's because you took time to get to know yourself. And you learned your intuition and you learned your clues. And you saw, shoot, I'm being competitive with this girl. And that's going to get me nowhere. Mm -hmm. It's going to take me to a real dark place. And I don't want to go there. So I'm going to flip that around and make it a positive. And I'm going to be competitive with myself. And improve myself. And that's a positive way of being competitive. It stirs you to push harder. Yeah, but you would have never did it if you didn't take time to get no. to know you. No. I Well, and if I hadn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you didn't have Jesus. You need a little Ooh. Jesus in there too. Yes. Yeah. I think we just, I think this is such a great way to end talking about contentment and energy and physical health. Getting, taking the time to get to know yourself to. Um, that can be the best gift you give yourself this year. Yeah. Watch how your whole life will change, or at least your thought process will change, and how you handle situations will change, I think, for a positive. Yeah. That's for sure. I agree. That was good. Mm-hmm.